Hi, everyone. On today's No Acronyms Allowed podcast, we're talking with the incomparable April Lewis. If you know anything about community health centers, then you surely know about April. As a healthcare consultant and executive coach, her fun and witty demeanor helps tell the story of community health centers like few others. She dives deep into the hard but necessary conversations, and we explore the challenges facing health centers today and into the future. Enjoy the show. April, how are you? I'm well. How are you? <laughs> good. Are you exhausted? Uh, just a little bit, but it's a good exhaustion that comes from doing like fun stuff. <laughs> we find ourselves at almost the end of our our conference, and somehow we were got some time to sit down and chat again. <laughs> so, thank you for being with us and, and talking. And um, you, I don't know how to describe you. <laughs> I don't know how to describe <laughs> me either. <laughs> there, there, there's so much um, uh, perspective. There's so much uh, experience that 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 you have and that you talk about um, in in group with groups like us. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had to describe yourself and what you do in your mission, what would that be? Um, I'm the people's people. Mm. That's how I would describe myself. I like to uh, operate from a very people centric place of growth and development. Um, I, I am a coach, consultant, and speaker, and I really err uh, anchoring, you know, creating healthy work environments and developing leaders. Um, so that's how I would best describe myself. And do you, um, in the world of community health centers, which you're no stranger to, um, do you see momentum around the development of people and, and wellness? I mean, have we have we reached that point yet, do you I think? I do. I, you know, from being, when I worked at a FQHC, when I worked at a health center, at a FQHC, uh, I came into this space, uh, when I worked at a health center, uh, came with, wave your hand or something, very fresh um, out of the military. And I can't say that I sat through any professional development training. Um, and I worked directly for the CEO before a position was created for me to do community relations. Fortunately for me, I have always been obsessed with life mastery and self-mastery. Um, well, let me say that correctly. Once I had to overcome a tragedy, I became obsessed with it so I could really uh, create a life that I enjoyed living. And so I never had a deficit on that development, but it wasn't offered in the workspace. Uh, and working from the health center and going to the state level, uh, the PCA, and even one, once I got to the national level, we would put on the conferences to create space for people to um, level up, but we didn't participate in them. It wasn't offered for us, which is interesting. So now on this side, uh, as a consultant, it's what I do, and I went full-time March of 2020, so right at the beginning of the big C word, and we were still calling it the W word, you know, thinking it was overseas. And that's when, you know, the floodgates opened up for me because evidently the message had gone out that, you know, I enjoy inspiring and encouraging, motivating people and helping them be the best versions of themselves. So really, um, 
they just were calling me and like, can you talk to our people? We need to really help them balance themselves throughout this, you know, very confusing time and help them manage their stress and not give up and all of that. And my business just skyrocketed because leaders recognized that there was a need that wasn't filled and work still had to be done. And they knew our people need help to get through this time. So, yes, growth. We're, we're, we're making some movements. Do you think that there are permanent changes from the C word uh, that we see in the workplace where where we're going to be dealing with this for a generation? I mean, it is it, when we're talking about wellness, when we're talking about mastery of, of life, mm -hmm. all of that, um, I'm, do you have perspective yet or are we still too close to it to say like, this is something that we're going to be dealing with for a long time. Mm. Ah, that's a really good question. From that March of 2020, what I feel that we really are going to deal with is, um, I want to say this in, in the most uplifting way, um, the word that's coming to my mind is a confused generation. Mm. And when I say confused, it's because there are so many conflicting things happening in the world, in people's lives, at work. Is this the work that I want to do? Um, how can I do mission-centered work, but it may not be providing for me financially? And, oh, I actually enjoy doing creative stuff, and I can go, you know, build an online business, and but I got a family, and I got retirement. So, confused. I don't mean that with any negative connotation, sure. right? Yeah. And so, it's really like... Who am I? Where am I? What am I doing? Do I want to be doing it? And when you were forced to sit down for several months in quarantine, you we created space for that, those questions to rise up. And so although they rose up and we were in quarantine, you know, health centers were still going to work every day. Um, but there was a stillness in the atmosphere and that stillness allowed people to really become very introspective and think. And so now... There is an absence of just being grounded and sure for some people in this time and space as it relates to being professionals, as it relates to being, you know, community members, as it relates to being parents, as it relates to being probably aspiring entrepreneurs, you know, and entrepreneurs inside the workplace. Mm -hmm. So I think what the big C word did for us was really put a lot of questions in people's right. hearts that are they're seeking answers. And so, okay, so, so, oh, so thank you, because, because, mm -hmm. uh, I'm I'm sitting here hearing that thinking uh, that makes a whole lot of sense. <laughs> I haven't thought of it that way. It, a confused generation, yeah, right. and to your point, not a, as an indictment, but right. just sort of as an observation. And so, yeah, it generated a lot of questions. So the, the the piece then is, how do we find the answers? Right? What are the mm -hmm. answers to those questions? Mm -hmm. And you know, my my day to day job is workforce. I was just so about to say, could you not figure that out? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> You're his perfect guest. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love so, it. So, my my thing is, um, in that confusion, I'm mm -hmm. just I'm making all kinds of connections right now. Mm -hmm. So, so the listener is gonna gonna be annoyed with this, right? Like, like they're like, no duh, this all happened. <laughs> um, but in that confusion, I think what we saw were a lot of knee jerk reactions, mm. right? Where people said. I can't do this anymore, mm. but didn't necessarily have the answer to what well, then what is it that I'm going to do, right? right? So, you know, in 2021, we saw 48 million people leave mm -hmm. their jobs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was one of them. Right, yeah. I mean, just. Oh, oh yeah, you were sharing that earlier. Yeah, I mean, just the, the churn was incredible. And, 
and I think it gets to, to exactly that, that, that there was just this confusion of what am I doing with my life, mm -hmm. right? I've had time to think about those questions mm -hmm. in a way that I haven't before. Um, and a lot of people made some, I, I don't want to be sitting here in judgment, but I think a lot of people made, made some quick decisions mm -hmm. about what that looked like for them in work. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we're still reeling from that, even within community health centers mm -hmm. in terms of how do we create balance for our workforce, right. right? So that people feel like sometimes it is a J-O-B, right? Mm -hmm. It is just mm -hmm. a job that there's some stuff that you got to do. Just get that it done. You just got to get it yeah. done. Yeah. But, but also how do we, how do we uh, in a real w manner and uh, with consequence, create that meaning, create that purpose, that, that drive, that mission, to help answer those questions. Mm -hmm. Well, I think you've got to have a little fun, too. I think what ends up happening, and we hear this all the time, and, and I know April hears this in, in the line of work that she's in now. You know, you don't leave jobs, you leave managers. Mm -hmm. So it, it's in the any type of continuing education that comes in from an organization, and one of the reasons why I made a change in my life was that I was the the, I was a regional manager. I was a person at the top. I had lots of employees that reported to me, and I wanted to do more for them, and I wanted to drive down training to them, and I wanted to work from the front, not from the top. And it became very frustrating, especially during the C word, um, to to be able to do that because people were exhausted, and you yeah. people had personal needs. I mean, it's it. I it, it was on a bigger level, but you kind of equated to emergency. Per, you know, management situations when you have a hurricane come through. Mm -hmm. Your employees are going through the same thing everybody else is. So you need to, that needs to be top of mind. You need to consider that. They're going to miss time. But how are you going to react to that? And my employer at the time did not react very well to that. And I was looking at how my husband's employer at the time was, and they were just managing it to me was like fantastic. And I'm like, wow, that really made me start to think about what I wanted out of an employer more. And I think right. sometimes you lose sight of that. I think you are afraid to ask for what you want mm -hmm. when you go look for employment. And as part of the confusion that April mentioned, I think letting people know it's okay to say no mm -hmm. to a job. And it's okay to ask for what you want. Yep. Yeah. You can't be in that mindset of desperation that you don't get out of it what you want, because I think that's where it starts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so April, I'll, I'll ask you, and you can say none of your business. Mm -hmm. um, you, you started, you've been doing this work for a long time, but mm -hmm. you started in an entrepreneurial way, March of 2020, right? Yes, full time. I was doing full it on the okay. side, yes. Yep, full time. Mm -hmm. So, did you come to a, a point of confusion? in that time like did you have things that you started to think about that you had to go through yourself of what am i doing or had you already done that leading up to to you know the pandemic and and you were just mm -hmm. full-on ready to go uh, no i you know in some ways i'm still i still ask myself what am i doing <laughs> right and and it's because um i really have a heart for people and i really have a heart for people um not suffering in life and work is a piece of life. And I, I remember people would call me in in 2020 and say, um, can you talk about work-life balance? And I would, but I had to put the truth of that under the umbrella of work-life balance. There is no such thing as work-life balance. 
right? There's life balance. I'm sitting here with my ice cream social, like all in my teeth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there is glad we're not on video. Um, it's life balance. You're just enjoying it again. And I again know it again. was. I've never had cashews on ice cream, and I'm completely sold out. It's good. It's good. <laughs> so glad y'all had that to the menu. Um, and so for me, it's life balance. And work is a piece of your life. So when you have that balance, and I actually prefer the word harmony. The work that you do will harmonize with the other areas of your life. There should be an integration of what you do from 9 to 5 or whatever your hours are and your life as a whole. Like I said, when I was working, people knew. I didn't know it, but now on the backside, I knew people knew. Like, if you were just having one of those days, go talk to April. You know, I am not one of those toxic positivity people. You know, sometimes stuff really just suck. But even in the midst of it sucking, I really like for people, okay, now that we know it sucks and it does suck, what can we do to make sure you're okay and you can move forward so you don't stay in this space of suffering? And when I left the job, actually I did not enjoy working for people because I feel there was, and it's interesting being in this space so people can look at my, you know, they can find out where I worked last, but nevertheless, I felt like there was so much unnecessary noise around things that didn't matter and it was silence around the things that didn't matter, mm. like taking care of your people and making sure your people are priority and providing trainings and resources so your people can be great right. and not just expecting them to come to work and do their job, right? right? Yeah. Completely Absolutely. forgetting that they're people and they're humans. Yeah. Humans have basic needs right. and for some reason we forget in the workplace if we bring those basic needs in you will lift up your people and then they will be able to do work they're not robots so i did not enjoy jobs because it's like what are we doing why are right. we wasting time on this like let's go to work especially in healthcare, where people need to be well mind right. body and spirit in a community health center we can heal all those areas right. and so when i got the word from god because for me i knew i wanted to leave but i also knew um, I wanted to do it in a very orderly way. And my belief system says, you know, for something this big, and yes, you are gifted, but do not think that it's just going to move and do your own thing. Sure. Right? So when God spoke very clearly to me on Saturday, February 29th, leap day, and said it was time, and I very clearly heard, it's time for me to use your gifts and talents in another way. Mm. And it was no confusion there. I had no idea what was going to happen. I had a few thousand dollars in the bank but technically they were accounted for if you, you know consider <laughs> that um i had no business plan i was coaching i had been speaking since 2014 but it wasn't like i'm gonna leave and i'm gonna open this consulting agency and i'm gonna do executive coaching no it was like okay sit down at my table okay god what to do next and i went step by step but i have never been more fulfilled in my life than i've been in these last few years because i'm walking in my truth and my truth is to be of service to humanity. And my truth is to help people make the dark days a little brighter. And my truth is to use my voice and the, the wisdom and the intuition and experience that I have to solve other people's problems. So for me, I, it wasn't a definite hoorah, but I did get a, a message. And with that, I err on that side. Like, I know I'm where I'm supposed to be. The confusion that I, you know, joked about, but it's all seriousness because you always wonder, are you doing enough? You know, yeah, right. we're tired. Right. We're getting stuff done, but we're like, okay, is this enough? Am right. I doing just what I'm supposed to be doing? You know, you talk about what to call me. I feel like the hardest thing for an entrepreneur is to brand yourself right. because right. it's like, I'm not just that. And then I also don't like labels and I don't like to be put in a box. So right. 
I'm whatever I'm needed to be as long as it's with integrity right, right. <laughs> and it, and I can speak to it. You know, I'm not going to be out here talking about how to perform surgery or, you know, I was listening to Colleen give her policy updates. That ain't my jam. Sure. It gets too confusing. How do you keep up with all those laws and legislation? It's like, no, 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 no. But I can help your people adapt to the change that's going to come down the pipeline from it because that is my jam. So one of the things I worry about is, is so work-life balance or life balance, harmonizing all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those things that that sounds great. Mm-hmm. And I worry that employers in general are going to take it as a mantra mm. but not do anything else right. to it, right? It's it's things that we see around diversity, equity, and inclusion that we're going to create a DEI committee, mm-hmm. and we're going to say we did the work. Right. And then nothing else that comes, right? The, mm-hmm. the actual work never mm-hmm. follows. Um, so number one, uh, is, that a, is that a fair worry to have? Yes, I would agree. Um, and and uh, how... How do you put meat behind mm. an, an employer, a healthcare employer, a community health center, really sort of saying like work-life balance is important and, and here's why, here's what we're going to do to show you that we actually think this is important. Mm, that's a really good question. Um, and that's the reason. So I created a program called Work Well, and it's an organizational program, but it, it stands on three pillars and it's the individual, the team and the organization. And I created it because people were bringing me in to do sessions and small group workshops, and then that would be it. Right. Like, not that it's, you know, I'm not good, but it's like they thought that that covered it. You cannot transform the way somebody thinks about balancing their life in a 60-minute session, in a two-day workshop. So this program, I made it over the course of nine months, and we hit, you know, every area that I date a few because I surveyed the clients that I'm working with, and it was for that very reason. How can we hardwire this way of thinking and this new approach to taking care of ourselves in work and at home and how can we make it part of our culture yep and you put meat around it by doing just that it has to become a strategic priority it can't be a webinar it can't be a session bring me in i will go all over the world to talk to your people but don't think that i am going to come in like the messiah and can say something right. and everything is going to change will i drop some gold nuggets absolutely will it um spark a great discussion and they will you know make some changes in their lives yes but we need it to be sustained right. and it's just like you don't eat one apple and think you're set for life <laughs> right. right and I I don't even know the notion of an apple a day keep the dog yeah. i don't know where that came from but what i do know one apple is not gonna cut it especially with the american diet yep, right yep. so it's the same you can't go to the gym one time if you're in a relationship you can't have one conversation and talk about the challenges of the relationship you gotta say i love you every day you have to say i love yep, you every day yep, and i had one yep. of my mentors i'll shout him out anton gunn he's really big in the leadership space too um for healthcare, and he said every day you back to zero mm. Every day we are back at zero. And so when for employers, it's when you really 
care about your people. And I say that because I know that there are some employers who that's, that's their job. They're like, listen, I moved up the ranks. Yep. I got this position. Cool. I'm not talking to those. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking to the ones who sit up at night and they really ask themselves and they 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 ask who God say God, I, I don't, whatever, you know, whoever you talk to. Um, what can I do to take care of my people? Yep. What can I do a better me? So I could be a better person for them. Yeah. How can I learn what they need? Those those employers right there have to know, or I don't like to say have, but it serves them best to see if we um, prioritize the budget, we prioritize the facilities, yep. we prioritize getting these grants, we prioritize looking at our retention number, yep. we prioritize staffing our board, making sure the board you know is operating in compliance. We prioritize patient volume. We prioritize these things. We equally need to prioritize taking care of our people. And I remember talking to a leader. uh, I was in D.C. and he worked at AT AT&T. He had retired. He'd been there, oh, my God, like eons ago to use his word. And his way of thinking, it was very much that I don't bring people to work to take care of them. People come to work to work. And I was like, man, I'm so happy you retired, friend. Yeah, like, it's right. cool here talking to you, but you are not what we need in this space right now. Right. Because people, yes, people voluntarily work a job. Yes, we are adults, and there is personal and professional responsibility. But you are still overseeing them. You are creating the space and promoting a position saying, hey, we offer this thing. Come do it for us. So you have a responsibility to take care of them. Yep. And when you accept it, it's just like when we go in the military and we raise our right hand, I'm surrendering my life for this country. I did it. So although you're not surrendering your life, you are now making part of your life this job. And as leaders, set the tone for what that experience is going to be. And the same way we focus on the patient experience, the employee experience has to be equally focused on, if not more, because the patient experience is a byproduct of the employee experience. Well, there's... there's, um uh, uh, there's every argument for it, right? It, it, not just the social contract that, mm-hmm. like, you know, we're supposed to take care of one another, mm-hmm. right? That's just what what this life is supposed right. to be about. But also just the 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 productivity component, right? Mm-hmm. The economic uh, argument that, like, w- when people are good, they can do good work, right? And, <laughs> and like. That's not really a shocker, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Right. That's kind of that's kind of basic. Yeah. Um, so l- let me ask then the, and I was in a session earlier today here at the conference where an example was given. It was about wellness and where an employer, a manager, worked with with someone that they were uh, supervising to allow them to come into work 15 minutes early and leave 15 minutes early mm-hmm. because they wanted to get home in time to be able to do their daily walk, which was important to mm-hmm. their their sort of decompressing from the day before the sun went down, mm-hmm. right, when there was still sunlight. And so they made that, that easy 15-minute adjustment, okay. right? Um, so, and I thought, cool, I, you know, there should be a million examples of mm-hmm. things like that, right? That, like, let's, what is it that individually you need? What, can you... Um, put a theme to it or or summarize what do employers what do managers have to lean into and be more comfortable with Mm. as they are thinking about balance you know so that we get beyond just the mantras yes yes how do they like i'm not used to this but i just got to do it yes 
Well, you actually answered your own question. They have to, excuse me, they have to lean into doing things a different way. Yeah. You know, it fascinates me as as people when iPhone gives us that little alert that say your software is going to update tonight. Yep. No problem. Update. I'm ready to go to the next level. When your phone start glitching because a new one is coming on the market, right. I need to upgrade. I need to go from a, a 10 to a 12, a 12 to a 13, 14. I don't even know what number we're right, on right, right now, right. right? When the car starts acting up, you know, you may get a new car. When you, We will change anything without blinking an eye. Yeah. except for our own behavior All right. because we are so comfortable and the fear of the unknown paralyzes us. So I would say employers should lean into that unknown territory yeah. because what lives in that unknown territory is possibilities. Yeah. The possibilities of actually creating a workforce that enjoys coming to work. The possibility of creating a workforce that says, you know, this may not be my dream job, but I'm here right now and I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do because you're doing your part. Yep. You're providing my benefits. You're paying for me. You're giving me training. You're taking care of me. So I'm going to take care of you. Yep. Right. Humans love reciprocity. Yeah. Yeah. It, sh it should not be an imbalance of people going to work and they have to get themselves pumped up and motivated and all of this and go in just so they can get paid. We stop that. We're free people. Yep. Yep. We are free people. And I really, some kind of way, I don't know, I dream of the day to where at work people can just relax. Yeah. It's not that it's not important work. It's serious business. It, but just relax. Like, just take a moment and just settle down and think what needs to happen. Yep. When I was doing a session yesterday on communication, um, one of the participants were, was saying, I, she was acknowledging everything that I was saying. It makes true people do have different ways of processing information. You know, we were talking about communication in a cognitively diverse um, workplace. And she's like, April, I get it. You're right. But how do you take the time to really understand how people learn and retain information when I'm constantly putting out fires and I'm holding back this fire because the fire is going to spread over here? And I said, you know, most people may not want to hear this, especially leaders and especially in the space of community health centers, but we need to stop doing so many things. Mm. You can't do everything excellent, but yeah. you can do a few things very well, exceptionally well. But if you stretch yourself so thin and your team so thin, how do they know what is important? Right. There is only one priority. And most people can't, most team members, and I've talked to them, they'll call me or message me or, or, or DM me on social media. If I were to ask them, what's your organization's top three strategic priorities? I would bank money that most of them could not regurgitate it. Or give you 10 different answers. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So to lean into the unknown, this is new for us. None of us went through a big C. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. think, what was, I don't even know what the last big C, was it SARS or something? Like, right. you know, I don't know. We do not know, so we're in a new space. So embrace the fact that we really are trying to figure this thing out. Yeah. But what we do know is people want to feel that they're being taken care of. People want to have a sense of belonging. People want to be appreciated. So if we just roll with the basic needs of human beings and then stack on top of that, then that's just value-added uh, resources. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think, too, you know, the um, a lot of my work is uh, I'm, I'm thinking about topics of engagement, right? Mm -hmm. That, that um, let's not just be bodies that fill a, mm -hmm. a role or a position, but, but how do you create authentic and organic engagement in your work? Um, 
and I and I think too that because I'm sure that there are people listening right now that are thinking, um, you know, this is just the millennials that they want everything given to them, mm-hmm. and and, and I, I joke all the time, but it's it's honest. I am a millennial. I'm at the 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 top end of it, mm-hmm. so I, so I can I can talk about it. Me too. I'm an 82 <laughs> baby, so I'd be like, bring it, because yep. I am one of those yep. people. Yep. <laughs> um, and and you know I. Th- there's some truth to it, right? That that millennials approach work differently mm-hmm. than than our parents, and for good reason in mm-hmm. many instances. Um, but I do wonder. W- employers need to lean in to the unknown. What do what do individuals need to be comfortable with in this? In in finding that balance. Um, there, there's there's an ask of employers. What's the ask of individuals to to help mm-hmm. th- find that balance too? I would say the same thing. Yeah. Lean into the unknown. If you are going to work and you don't enjoy, if you're miserable, if you feel that there's a complete disconnect, uh, ask yourself, what if? What if I did show up in a more positive way? Mm. What if I did give my colleagues and my leaders the benefit of the doubt? What if I did go the extra mile and actually learn my job instead of just doing right. my job. Right. What if I did take a moment and listen to a podcast on a topic related to customer service or leadership or conflict resolution or mediation? What if I did make my health a priority so at the top of my life is me, so I am being well, so I can then work well? Yeah. So leaning into the unknown, of it's easy to point the finger. Right, right. But we learned in kindergarten, when you point one, you have three coming back at you. Right. And oftentimes what we see in other people is what is existing in ourselves. We just don't want to call it for what it is. Right. So it's easy to project it. So for most people, I feel if you think your leadership is just missing the mark, then you're probably missing the mark, too. Because if you think they're missing the mark and you aren't going to them to say, hey, I feel or I believe you're missing the mark. And here are some solutions that I offer up for it then you are missing them all because at that point you're just gossiping and complaining. <laughs> right. And that serves no one well. Right, right. So if you have ideas and if you think the workplace suck and, you know, it's broken, be part of the solution. Yep. And if you, because I'm telling you stuff that I hear, well, we've said it before, keep saying it. Yeah. Imagine if Martin Luther King got tired of saying it. Right, right. Right. Imagine if Mother Therese got tired of saying it. If Imagine, like, if people got tired of saying it, you and I. Yep. Would not be sitting here talking yep, to each right, other, right? right? Exactly right. If people got tired of saying it. Yep. So lean into it and be part of the solution and ask yourself, what if I show up differently and what can I contribute to make it better? I don't know a better way to end that conversation. That, that, <laughs> right? I mean, and, and that, that, that ought to be the speaking of mantras, right? The mantra for us all. What, what, what can I do to make things mm-hmm. better? Right. Right. And, and that's the goal, I guess. April, thank you so much for, for being with you. us. And, and you, you are, we talked with Colleen the other day and she's someone that runs into any room and everybody flocks to her <laughs> and you're the other celebrity. Oh, here these bless last it. Two I days. love so Colleen. <laughs> the fact that we could get some time with you, um, it means a lot to us. So oh, I appreciate you. it. Happy to do it. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs>